What is going on, everybody? Before we begin this week's episode of From My Experience Podcast, we have an announcement to make. And actually, I'm going to let the co-host with the most, who is always vibrating higher, Miss Jessica Fountain, make that announcement right now. Hello, From My Experience Podcast family. Uh, I am coming on to let you guys know that I am transitioning I will no longer be hosting with From My Experience podcast. However, I will always be a part of the From My Experience podcast family. This opportunity has been absolutely amazing. Rob, I thank you for your um, partnership in just as a host, uh, behind the scenes, on the scenes. You have been phenomenal. Thank you for giving me this opportunity uh, to express my voice on air and and be able to use um, my voice in a different way. But the time has come for me to transition and, you know, it is bittersweet. But I know that this podcast will do many great things and I am so happy and proud to be a part of it. Thank you guys for welcoming me with open arms and till next time, because I have a feeling I'll be somewhere lurking in the background, (laughs) singing in the background. So till next time, love you all. Thank you. It was an incredible opportunity. Peace. No, no peace. I must say that you you did a fantastic job. Um, you taught me a lot of things about podcasting, about myself, about working with others, about organization, and just uh, looking at things through a different lens. And I definitely appreciate that. Um, the podcast has definitely uh, been positively impacted by your presence and your words and your thoughts and your creativity. And we are greatly, greatly appreciative of that. And I just want to thank you. And I cannot wait to see what you do next. Um, all of her information will still be in the description. So make sure you go follow Jessica on Instagram and see what she's up to. She has some great stuff coming. And I can't tell y'all all that, you know, but you know, she got some stuff coming. So just make sure you keep up with her and you follow along with her. Um, and just thank you again for all that you've done. Thank you, Rob. Peace. Much love, F and me. All right, y'all. Time for the show. yeah what is going on everybody we are back with another episode of from my experience podcast i am your host rob i'm feeling refreshed and re-energized and i'm excited because we're going to have a great interview today and some gems will definitely be dropped y'all already know how we do over here promoting positivity And you already know the other thing we like to do is to thank you. Yes, you, our listeners, those of you who are liking, sharing, subscribing, talking about the podcast, messaging us, giving us feedback. We love it. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you. Thank you for the love and support. And speaking of support, you know you can support us by shopping with our affiliates. There is a link tree link in the description where you can shop with Gardner's Garden, who sells organic products like skincare and um, hair care products, Jot Forms. Uh, we have Acre Gold. We have Retro Mimi still, and we have Black Water. So make sure you check out our affiliates. Shopping with them gives us a little bit of a kick bike. It helps us take care of some of those expenses. And that shows us a lot of love. You know, we, we definitely appreciate it. 
Now, y'all know, I am not alone today. I have the co-host with the most who is always vibrating higher, Miss Jessica Fountain. How are you, Jessica? I am well. Hello, world. Uh, as always, it's great to be here. I always love this seat and being your co-host. So Aww. it's all good. I like that necklace, yo. Is that like an Egyptian-inspired, like... Uh, no, it is, I don't know if it's Egyptian inspired, but I did wear it on a, a photo shoot with my family that was rooted. That was, it was a country and culture shoot. So I really like it too. Uh, gold, that's my thing. Bronze, coppers. So okay. thank you. I wish I could see it. Maybe I'll, you know. They'll be able to see it in the future. <laughs> in the future. More video. Yeah, so. it's coming. It's coming. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest today. It's a little extra special. This, <laughs> uh, this brother is a graduate of South Carolina State University. Our neighbors next door down in Orangeburg, South Carolina, an HBCU grad. We love our fellow HBCU graduates. There's nothing like it. Nothing, nothing. like it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he is also the founder and CEO of the Tuck Project LLC, which we're going to get into today, and I'm going to let him get into that. But ladies and gentlemen, today we have with us Mr. Terrence Tucker. Woo! Woo! What's happening? Oh. <laughs> What's happening? Man. What's Welcome. How y'all doing today? God's good. God's kind. How y'all doing? Yes, he is. He's all mine. <laughs> I like that. Come on. You got to add that to the repertoire. <laughs> you know we are well. How yeah. are you? I am blessed, man. Highly favored. You know, it's raining outside. It's cold, man. Something is wrong with this bipolar weather. Listen. Yes, it's called climate change, and climate I think you should change. pay a lot more attention to it. So, you, know, you bringing it to the forefront, listen. it is the real thing. <laughs> You know, I'm still, listen, man, we still trying to spend that dog on COVID money. So I needed to kind of hurry up and speed up so I can get back to traveling. So I can get back to traveling. Not the PP. Yeah, so I can spend my COVID money. Yes. The weather yeah. is, is definitely crazy. It's yeah, crazy. it's cold here too. But I'm, but I'm, listen, man, but I'm thankful, man. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today, man. You know, because I really love what you're doing, man. So let's get it popping. Let's. Let's go. Let's rock. Well, let's start right at the top. The Tuck Project. Tell yeah. everyone what that is. So the Tuck Project, man, that's a male mentoring nonprofit um, that I started back in 2017, uh, where we actually mentor young men from 9 through 19 years of age. Wow. And they, yeah, and we actually go into the schools, man. We work with them. Uh, we also do, uh, uh, we also do one-on-one um, -on -one mentoring as well. Uh, you know, we try to, let's say, prom we try to promote male achievement, basically. Mm -hmm. right? And we try to expose these gentlemen to more than, you know, let's say we were exposed to. Yeah. Right? And this program was started um, just by the initiative of me wanting, you know, me wanting to uh, let's say give back to my community, right? 
Um, so I started with just five young men, man, back in 2017, man. Five young men mm -hmm. from my neighborhood. Then it's grown to 276 young men. Woo! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, you deserve that. They all get on uh, my nerves. They all get on my nerves. <laughs> like, like, you know, I can't stand none of them jokers, right? <laughs> but, I, but I love them to death. You know, I mean, I'm extremely proud of them. And we got a lot more work to do. And, you know, we just beginning. You know, God has been good. God has been kind. And God is all mine. So we're trying to make sure um, that, you know, we expose these gentlemen to their greatness. You know, and you know, make sure that they see what uh, you know what uh, we have not seen yet. Basically, yeah. So you you oh, go no, ahead. Go ahead, Jessica. Well, exposure. Mm -hmm. I.e., I think I saw a hashtag on one of your posts, and it was like exposure is the key, and it's also yeah. my. Uh, the title of my blog, but I also believe very much in that, that when you show people uh, alternative way of living, uh, often you don't have to really um, like convince them. Sometimes yeah. representation matters. And so I think that you do a lot of that in your work. Uh, what what lit a fire in you to want to do that, uh, to create that? Was it, did, was it the exposure that you got? Because there's several different talking points. I mean, when it came to research, I feel like for you, there was just so many different aspects of positivity uh, that you vibrated. And so what would be the reason why you got in, into mentorship um, beyond, like what what was like yeah. the, the fire lit? That's a great question. Listen, my my upbringing, you know, like, you know, my, my dad didn't go to college. My mom didn't go to college. My grandparents didn't go to college. And their grandparents didn't go to college. My sister didn't go to college. Nobody in my neighborhood went to college. Mm. Wow. And my whole senior, when I was when I was a junior in high school, that whole senior class didn't go to college. Nobody went to college. What? Wow. Wait, where are you from? Uh, C.A. Johnson, man. C.A. Johnson High School, okay, that's located by Benedict College. Right in, you know, right in the heart of um, Columbia, South Carolina, downtown Columbia, South Carolina. It's in the heart of the hood. It's in the heart of the ghetto. Mm. And um, we were not told about college like that. Like, for years, uh, the only college that I knew was Benedict. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, we would drive past USC, but we like, yo, there's no way nobody's going to USC. <laughs> <laughs> I said that we laughing at <laughs> Right. Y'all yeah. both laughing like, yo, <laughs> we are not... <laughs> Yo, those must be corporate buildings or something. <laughs> we ain't going to USC, okay? Oh, uh, but so we were told, man, when I was in high school, we were told to, um, you know, you know, you know, man, get a train or go into the military mm -hmm. or maybe shoot, man, work for the city or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, but nobody encouraged us to go to college. And we had so many young men and women who had, man, I mean, just, man, who had ability, you know what I mean, who had the intangibles, you know, to go to college, but they were not motivated to go to college. So they made a lot of mistakes, a ton of mistakes, you know what I'm saying? And it was just, it was just, 
you know what you know what what we like to call wasted talent right mm -hmm. and so i prided myself man when i finally got back into college and when i finished college you know i prided myself and i asked god like man you get me back south man you get me back home and you allow me to you know use my gift as far as mentoring i'm gonna try to expose a, a ton of young men you know you know you know to to because Man, listen, man, going to college was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, I was going to say, what made you uh, go to South Carolina State? Well, I was a janitor for like three years, mm -hmm. right? When I, uh, when I finished high school, you know, I had a bunch of football scholarships, a bunch of basketball scholarships, but nobody told me that I needed, you know, um, um, <laughs> that a 1.4 GPA was going, was was not going to get me to college, right? Um so I had a ton of schools to just never call me again, never bother me again. But I was cool with it because, you know, nobody around me was going to college. Right. So I became a janitor, like like 19-year-old janitor working for uh, Dutch Park High School, man. And I worked there for like, for like three years, man, cleaning toilets, man, mopping floors, man, stripping, waxing floors. You know what I'm saying? Doing it all, brother. Yeah. Right. But I, I was cool with it. Like, yo, but they was paying me $9 an hour, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And back then, you know, you, you got maybe a little rich right now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you might have a little money in your pocket. I don't know, you know. But, but back then, brother, you're, like, you're making $9 an hour. I mean, you're 19 years old. You know, you're kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. But I had a principal to come to me one day, man, Dr. Witt. He came to me. He asked me a question, man. He said, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "Oh shit, what I what I didn't did not like, you know, do he smell the weed on me?" Like, yeah. So, they didn't call us, man. They didn't call us. So, so he said, "No, son. Like, what are you doing here?" And I'm like, "What? Uh, what is my shift?" So I'm trying not to get smart with the cat because he is technically my boss. Yeah, right. Like, so he said, no, son, you're like, uh, you're 19 years old. Why are you my lead janitor? And I was like, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, well, uh, my 10th grade year, my guidance counselor told me and my mom um, that I was not college material. Mm. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm cool with, you know what I'm saying, where I'm at. So he challenged me. He said, son, here's why you're college material, because, because you always come to work. And you always, you know, you never leave without finishing your job. These teachers love you around here. Your character is great. You always saying yes, sir, no, sir. I mean, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? That makes you college material. Now, I had never, that was the first time that a black man told me that I was college material. Wow. And how, after, I, so you matriculated all through school. After high school was the first time. That was the first time. Wow. Like I said. My family are not college type people. You see them there. They are. Yeah. They are blue collar workers. You feel what I'm saying? So they was cool with me just working. Like like you, you get that high school diploma, yo, we straight, right? Hey. So this man challenged me, you know, beyond, 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 you know, beyond my comfort level, and he called a lady that he had no idea was my aunt, right? So during the time, my uh, my aunt. Uh, was the, you know, technical, 
you know, dean of students for South Carolina State University, my 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 uh my mom's sister. Okay. But I had no idea what you know, listen, we had no idea what she did for work because she she never talked about her she never talked about her job. Never talked about wow. her. <laughs> we knew she lived in a nice house and you know we, we knew she had a nice car, but I just never knew what she did. Mm -hmm. And he called her, he said, Yo, you know, let me call my classmate. I'm like, all right, cool, call her. You know, what's up? <laughs> and you know, she answered the phone and he so he told her my name mm -hmm. and she was like, Oh, wait a minute. Uh does a guy have a big head and big eyes? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was like yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm looking like, wait a minute. You know, who is this? Yeah. So he's like, yo, that's my nephew. He was like, whoa, like, yeah, wait, you know what I mean? So, you know, to you know, to kind of fast forward, you never know who's watching you, right? Yeah. You never know who's watching you. And he helped me, you know, he connected with her. Now, this is the thing. Don't ask me how they got me in South Carolina State because it might be illegal. It was gone. Okay? It was gone. <laughs> people, people snitching nowadays, man. They might have you on CNN. It was the Lord, <laughs> man. Yeah, it was all God. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> Jesus. That's the way it was. Jesus and God. Like, <laughs> they kind of tag team. You know? <laughs> but but they, got me, they got me in school with a 1.4 GPA. And, but... So when he, my prayer was that if he gets me in school, I'm going to change my life. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I promised that I was going to change my life. You know, now I knew I had some issues because I never did work in high school. I never did work because I was a jock, you know, and I was a good ball player. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, so no, no teachers made me do any work. You know, I, like my whole day, you know what I'm saying, really consists of going to class, going to sleep, waking up. And going to the next class, right? So I just, you know, failed myself going through high school. So I really didn't know how to read like that. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't, you know, I really struggled with, you know, math and writing, right? Um, so when I got to school, I really had to, you know, I got a, I met a girl named Crystal Jones, man, and she tutored me Monday through Friday, like for, man, man, for free. Wow. I mean, every day of the week, yeah. man, Monday through Friday for free. Now, South Carolina State did, listen, they they did not want me there now. So they said that that you you had to work for the cafeteria for free for a whole year, mm. right? So I worked in the cow for free for a whole year. I couldn't stay on campus, right? So I had to stay with my doggone grandmother that lived in Bamberg, South Carolina. Oh, man, you had a hike. Oh, I, thank you. And... <laughs> And you had to be in the house by eight o'clock. What? If grandma ain't playing that. Grandma said you had to grandma be. Grandma is like you going Bro. to school if you want to, but you better be back here. You better be in the house by eight o'clock. Eight o'clock? Like she locking the doors at eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you should see me you're hiding down there. I'm like, oh no, like dog, no campus life, no nothing. But that was all God though, because hey. listen, listen, man, God will sit you down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can realize where you at, right? And so God set me down, man, and that kind of made me read because my grandma had no cable, <laughs> like, no, no long distance phone calls or nothing. 
So you can't even talk to your classmates that's from other places cell phones from different Listen, you ain't heard nothing but doggone cows and chickens. And that's all you heard outside. Hey, you wide awake because it's only 8 o'clock. Wow. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I started doing? You know, I started reading my books. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Studying, reading my books. So so when I got to class, man, I, you, know, you know, I just just started realizing, hey, you know, I, you know, I kind of know the answer. Oh, Lord. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I know this stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really know the answer. Like, yo, you got know, Call, you know, I'm, I'm raising my hand here. Yo, call me. Call me. Okay? So, when they, so then I start realizing, yo, I, you know, yo, this kind of thing might, you know, it just might be for me. Mm-hmm. Right? But the best thing I did was change my environment. Right? Mm. Yeah. So I stopped hanging around guys I was hanging around, you know, back at home. And I started hanging around guys who actually really, you know, like, like who actually really like, you know, like, you know, you know, guys that actually really enjoyed going to college, man. Guys that had character about themselves. Yep. And that kind of rolled off on me because they helped me accountable for my actions. Mm-hmm. And I messed around. I graduated, man, you know what I'm saying, with a 3.5 GPA, man. Nice. Wow. Yeah, man. And I got my master's for dogs. I want to clap again. <laughs> for real. Like, I never huh? knew this story about you. And yeah. this is, like, amazing. Like. A master's for free, man. Wow. Yeah. Full scholarship, wow. man. South Carolina State, man, gave me uh South Carolina State gave me scholar of the year in 2007. Wow. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm telling yeah. you, man. But but that came from somebody investing. Yeah. Right. Like, investing like, in you and, and, and in me that I didn't even see. Right. So 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 that's why the Tuck Project, that's why we're here. So we can young men that's being told the exact same thing that I was told. Right. Yep. You, right. You just uh, no. <laughs> you, you let me. First of all, that's very powerful, man. So that principal was that a black man? Yes, sir. Doctor Witt. Yes, sir. So that was the only, I guess, male influence in that type of environment to really kind of try to. I mean, is he y'all still keep in touch? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I, I, you know, I mailed him my my whole diploma. <laughs> wow, man. Talked to him. You know. You know. He. You know. He. You know, wind up sending it back, mm-hmm. but I was like, "Listen, like without without this, you know what right. I'm without without you know without you know you pulling me in our office, without you know what I'm saying, without, right. you know, without motivating me, without you seeing something within me that I had no idea was even there, mm. you know, I'd right. probably still be cleaning gyms." But I think it's important to know that sometimes our situation, who we are, like. He saw something within you, but to still show up in yeah. any environment, to still show up despite what we think that it needs to be, because yeah. I, I too have been blessed in situations where your character, your integrity, how yeah. you make other people feel, though, like you said, the in, um, intangible characteristics of who you are, they will open doors for you. Right. Way beyond what we have, like just the Wait. check, because check marks, checklist, you can get that from any place, anywhere, but it takes a special combination of our personality and, and who we really are to, um, I think people love that and need that and value that in a whole nother way. Then, um, often we see it for ourselves because it's you, like, yeah. 
you can't see you like other people see you. I can't see me like other people see me. And I think it's really important for people to not really stay so solely consumed about where you are in life, right. but more your investment in that space, like being the best version of yourself in any space because you will be seen. Let me so, tell you, like you, 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 you hit the nail straight on the head, man, because let me tell you, um, my first job was in Washington, D.C. Uh, when I left grad school. Mm -hmm. That was a job that I didn't even apply for. Wow. Because my professor, man, Dr. David Statton, okay, called somebody who he was friends with that lived in Washington, D.C. and said, hey, Mikey, listen, man, my, my, you know, because I was always going to his office, man, messing with him, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, joking with him and stuff like that. And then one day when I went to his office, man, he said, you found a job yet? And I'm like, man, no, I ain't got no job. Yeah, I got degree, and I can't find a job, right? So he said, listen, man, call this number right here. I called a guy. The guy said, hey, we got a job for you in Washington, D.C., man, working for the, listen, man, working for the federal government, man. You want it or not? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's where I'm at now, so I know, I know what that meant. Bro, I was like, bro, bro, I, I never been past Virginia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that more exposure. You telling this little country boy that that you want me to come to Washington D.C. to make more money than my mom and dad combined? Mm. Mm. Not even apply for the job. Wow. I mean, I ain't even interview for the job. That was solely on how somebody felt about me. Mm. Powerful. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I tell my listen. That's why I tell my young men, listen, man. Your character matters, man. Yes. How about you, bro? You, you know what I'm saying? Like that's why your references matter, man. Mm -hmm. Matter because listen, they can get you indoors. That money can't get you in. Right. No problem. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, man. I mean that. You know, and that's why I credit man South Carolina State University so much because. They gave me a chance when almost nobody, like, <laughs> nobody want to give your boy a chance, right? I, I'm glad that you were given the opportunity. I, I want to pause there. So <clears throat> with your mentorship program and, and your experience, talk to us about some of the experiences that you had going to South Carolina State University, that being HBCU. What were some of those HBCU experiences that you had that kind of, helped you with getting that mentoring program off the ground what are some of the some more of the things that you saw and did like so you had the strict curfew you had That's, to work hard you had relationships with your one professors. year i was just one year i was just one year right so when i because uh -oh. like okay, listen, listen. <laughs> hold up that laugh that laugh lets me know it's about it you're gonna love it you're gonna love it you're gonna love it now listen don't reshare this and tell anybody i'm telling man see this is on the podcast people are gonna right. hear it yeah. Well, guess what, man? CNN, they lying. Listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen. Don't incriminate yourself now. Right. Like, it's all good. It's all good. Because it's probably being a book anyway. You know I mean? it's about hey, to be man. Oh, nice. Not yeah. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, South State, man, like I say, my first semester, they told my aunt because, like I say, they did not want me there. So, they only let me in because of how they felt about my aunt. Mm -hmm. Because my uh, my aunt was there for for, uh, for like 25 years. So 
they told her that if he don't get a 2.5 his first semester here, then we're going to take $10,000 from your salary. Excuse me? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's on my mother grade, dog. They told my Excuse me? He don't get a 2.5. The brother gone for one. And we're going to take $10,000 from your salary. Come through, auntie, for for still pushing. Now, now here's the crazy part. She didn't even tell me because she didn't want to scare me. Right. Hey, man. My mom when I came and jacked me up. (laughs) Boy, you messed my sister money up, boy. Right, right. Yeah. Yo, it's me and you. You know, and I'm like, yo, that's a lot of pressure. You know, that's why I had to get it together. Like, that's why the first thing I did was when I got a tutor. You know, because, you know, because listen, 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 man, reading, you know, I, listen, I, I promise didn't, I promise you that I, I didn't read nothing from, from ninth grade to doggone 12th grade, bro. Whew. You see what I'm saying? So I was way behind on reading, yeah. way behind, bro. Don't ask me how I graduated. But I, but I, but I, you know, you know, but I met with that young lady every single day. Yeah, man, so I met with her like, like, man, Monday through Sunday sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And she was, she was hard on me, bro. Like, she was extremely hard on me. And there were times where we would kind of get into it because I just wasn't used to, you know I mean, somebody bring that out of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that takes a lot of vulnerability. A lot. You're showing your weaknesses to Mm -hmm. someone when when you're so used to being strong you know what i mean yeah but right. and i overcame all that man i started passing these classes and things started working out i wound up getting a 2.7 nice uh my dog uh my dog on man first semester there and from that they was like okay all right so then i went and got me a real job and i was like grandmama huh, i'm out of here <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm gone baby so I moved in with my homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Deuces. I ate a class. That was the best sleep you was getting in your life. Why you with a nice curve? Hey, you gave her meals. I know you gave her meals. Oh, yo, I was kept, yo. She had so many plates inside her refrigerator, man, from the cow. She was loving it. Oh, she you were giving her meals. Y'all was giving her meals from the cow. She never I went forgot. home. You <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida. Yeah. You know, you know, um, you know, when I was in high school. Um, so going to football games were were kind of hard for me. Like that that first two years, it was kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, but I overcame that. And you know, I kind of worked through that mentally. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just started hanging around some, you know, good people, man. I really started getting close to my to uh, my advisors, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, asking questions. 
Yes. Right. Yeah. And I really, noticed in one of ahead. your posts, uh, you lost one of your mentors, uh, Mr. Myers. Mr. Myers. Yeah. And I I read the post and it was just you know he told you you can share it since you know the story Yo, better. I do. <laughs> my first year, my my first semester at South Carolina State, I, you know, I probably came in with the hoodest mentality available. Like, just gold teeth, sagging pants, head backwards, like, just ready for war, right? <laughs> I'm not used to this. At school, ready for war. A lot of people came you know, to school I, like that. Yeah, I was hey. like, Yo, what's up? Who won it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, I was looking for the card catalog, sir. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? So, you know, I, you know, you trying to fit in, and that, that that guy was the first mailman um, that I kind of really, you know what I'm saying, connected with. Because he, he told me, listen, you know, that hat back with stuff, that that that, that saggy pants and gold teeth, you got to stop that. You want to come to my class. And you better come to my class. And and you better be on time. And you better show up, you know, every single day. And he knew my aunt real, real well. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Dad, yo, I'm trapped. <laughs> I'm trapped. Yeah. A little prison on the low, right? Uh, but I kept going to his class, and, he, and it was tough love, mm. right? It was tough love. But I stopped learning, like the whole math. Thing. And I was like, yo, I really know this stuff. This is crazy to me, mm -hmm. you know. And you know, why not? You know, I, you know, I mean, he kind of low key hated on me because because he gave me a B on the low, right? <laughs> I was like, that's like, look, look, listen, look, listen, man, you, you know I could have got an A. He said, yeah. You know, say, yeah, but you got to be. All right, cool, cool, cool. Because that might have been my first B in math ever, right? Wow. So I felt really, really good. But that guy changed my life, man. He invested in me as well. And he told me, um, you know, he's the one that taught me, you know, um, that I was enough, but I just was not doing Enough. Ooh. Mm. God, that was, that was the word. Yeah. Yes, sir. You see what I'm saying? That's real talk. I was like this. Right. Well, you know, so that's why I started going to him for, you know, more tutoring and stuff like that. You know, you know, and just meeting my class. And, and that's not, and then my grades just start going up. That's just going up, right? But that right there, he gave me the courage. Not only that, he also gave me. Be doggone confident um, that I can be a college student, mm -hmm. and um, that you know, that, you know that I needed to kind of change my character mm -hmm. and not try to be this doggone thug that I thought I was. Right. Um, so, you know, listen, man. Rest in peace to him. It's my guy. I love him to death, and I credit him for man so much. So changing. And yes, rest in peace to him. Uh, changing the narrative, what you just said. What is your, uh, what have you found through your, the Tuck Project, through your own life experiences of people changing your narrative? What it, what would you say is your, your method now? What is your, I know every person, every uh, young man that you encounter that probably looks differently. But mm -hmm. what do you find like to be the necessity to help change the narrative? 
like uh, with with most people or the, with your mentees? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's a great question. Uh, so it's two things for me. You know, it's consistency is one. Consistency is one because most of my young men, not nah, yeah, I'd probably say about 60% of them, maybe 70% of them don't have dads. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've already been let down by one guy. Right. Got it. Right. So I want to be, you know, I don't want to be the actual next guy to actually let them down. Right. Got it. So I try to be present, right? I try to be available. You know, I try to follow up. I mean, I try to be a man of my word with them. Yes. And as that, that has created this culture that now they believe what I say to them. Yes. So when I say something, it's go. Yes, that's so right? important. Yeah. And not only that, but I show up for for the little things, like a, you know what I mean, a soccer game, baseball game. Yeah. Track me. You know, I maybe, what, maybe 10, 15 minutes that I'm there, but you see me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That right there is going to help five years from now. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So when I tell them, listen, you, 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 uh, you know, you, you did your fastball. Oh, my bad, Mr. Tucker. You might jump on it right now. Boom. Because, because, because you know, um, you know, that I don't like repeating myself. You see what I'm saying? Um, but I've got to the point to where, you know, I, I can give them tough love now because they know where the love coming from. Right. You see what I'm saying? But I but I think, you know what I'm saying, consistency is key. And number two is we're gonna go back to that word, man. It's about exposure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about a, listen, we took guys to uh, last year, man, last year pre COVID. We took like like maybe like ten guys to to uh Clemson University, right? My homeboy, you know, works down there. Right, it was nothing, right? So we we took about ten guys down there. There were five guys, five that didn't know Clemson was in South Carolina. I believe it. Yeah. They had no idea. They was like, it was like, dang. Yo, yo, we do we we still in South Carolina? I was like, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where you thought Clemson was? Clemson, Kentucky? Like what 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 what's going on? And we can joke like that, though. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Know, because, but, but that's, but in the back of my mind, you know, I'm feeling good, though. Right. Because, you know, you now you're exposing that, that, that yeah. totally opens up, better. takes off the blinkers. We talked about yeah. this episode, but sometimes you can be so closed-minded that it's to your detriment because you haven't seen anything. You haven't been anywhere outside of that that hub of your community. Exactly. Not, I, I know I'm an hour and a half. My hometown is an hour and a half from Myrtle Beach, but I know people that have never been to the beach, like yeah. never been yeah. outside of South Carolina, period. It's, so that's crazy. To, right. It's crazy. It's crazy for me to even think about. And it's not a judgment, but it's just when I think about how expansive what the things that I've just seen, not what I know, right. like because wise man knows you know nothing at all but what you've seen is that just b- expands so much exactly. simply going outside of your hub yeah. it can't look just like you all the time so it can't it can't yeah. 
exposing these guys to different things, and so that which which not only man, you know, you know, which um, you know, not only you know, it may broaden their horizon, but it expands their conversation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because a lot of a lot of cats' conversation be limited when they haven't really experienced nothing, mm-hmm. right? And it's limited intention, I think, on purpose, not yeah. out of, I will say less in order to not shame myself to stay in the box. It's not even, and it stunts your personality. It yeah. stunts so many things about who you oh. are. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you, and, and you, most people don't want to say, I really, I probably would just sit back out of the conversation in order to engage and not mm-hmm. know when you don't know so much and you recognize, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, don't know what that is. I never heard of that. Where yeah. is that? And after a while, you just like, well, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Listen, <laughs> that's crazy that you said it because listen, my first time working around white people was when I worked in DC. Mm-hmm. My first uh, time. And this is after college. After college. Like my because right, you went from a primary prim- black community. With, with high school, all black, college. Right. School, it was all black. Right. My my high school was doggone super all black. Okay. <laughs> Not super all black. <laughs> Ultra black. <laughs> my HBCU. Black all yeah. black. Right. So what would it do? See. Here's the crazy part, right? And here's why I tell my guys, man, it does not matter where you come from. I promise mm-hmm. you, it doesn't matter where you come from. My next door, uh, my uh, my next door guy, man, who, um, so my office was like right here. And the guy, um, the guy next to me was like literally uh, right next door, right? The white guy. Mm-hmm. And he had an office right next door to me. And this guy graduated. Now, we had, we had the exact same job. Same job, same pay. That guy graduated from Stanford. Mm. Wow. <laughs> now, here I am from Little Old South Carolina State, right? That's why I tell people, it does not matter where you come from. You can go wherever you want to go, man. It's all about, you know what I'm saying? But it's up to you, the individual. You know what I'm saying? And, man, that guy's still close. Nice. I mean, but it's like, you know, my professor put me in that position. Yeah. Totally on how he felt about me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So here I am working in Washington, D.C., a little, a little old ghetto boy from Dallas, Columbia, South Carolina, working in Washington, D.C., working two business, two business next to the doggone Capitol. And now I'm working next to this guy that went to Stanford. And my guys constantly told me in the 10th grade, right, that I was not college material. You can't tell me God ain't good. Yeah. Man. You yeah. feel me? Yeah, that. You I, can't. I, you can't tell me that. You're you, you right, man. And I, I want to I add a little something to what we were saying a second ago about just the exposure, looking at the experience that you have and what we've gone through. Um, I want to challenge all of the other mentors that are out there and all of the parents out there. When it comes to giving these kids experiences, even if you don't look at them as experiences, because I know when I was growing up, I would get sent to different relatives during the summer. Um, and I was made to feel like, mom, you tired of me? So you just <laughs> so you need to be gone for two months. Have the conversation with them and say, hey, 
Yeah, like say, hey, I'm sending you here. So one, yeah. you can get to know your family better. But two, this is a different environment for you. Challenge them. Right. Hey, I want you to learn some new things. Because my family's from Charleston and Spartanburg. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, when I used to go to Charleston. I used to go to the park. I used to do all kinds of stuff. So when I came back to little old Spartanburg, South Carolina, you right. know, I had a Charleston accent. Because I'd be down there for so long. I'd come back, what y'all boy doing? And they'd be like, Rob, why are you talking like that? I'm like, I, I got to... <laughs> I gotta switch back, but but yeah. it I think it's really good to to add context to what you're doing. Um I experienced the same thing. I worked with kids in Charleston who had never been to the beach. We have several beaches in wow. Charleston. Kids I knew kids in Charleston that had never been to Somerville, which is like fifteen minutes from Charleston. Yeah. And it was just wow. like That's wow. great. So we, we got to do a better job, y'all, of exposing yeah. these. Don't just let them think that it's a fantasy on TV. It's like, let's get in the car and go. Yeah, so, this is true. Yeah, and expose them, man. Expose your kids, man. Get off. Listen, man, put those phones down. I mean, and talk to your kids, man. And it can be, it would like, to your point, you said 15 minutes. But it can be anywhere. Like, I recently was able to take my nieces and nephew on a trail. Yep. And that's what I like to do here. Like my friends will go hiking or something and there's a garden. I mean, they could literally walk to it from their house. Wow. But they had never been like they had been to the because it's a um, it's like a historical site. Mm -hmm. But we had taken family pictures at the home that's on the, the property. But on that property are historic trails that go down into the woods and there's like a lake and all of that and they were like oh my god this is they were so excited yeah. And, yeah. but just being in nature yeah. something that was one free and i think that that's a big thing a lot of times people we have to get unscared as adults mm -hmm. because i think that there's a fear of us feeling like we have to know it all right to be able to expose because going to your point you're older in certain these certain uh, parts of this, your storyline, yet you still are experiencing things. It's okay to experience things later than other people. Like, right. and I think a lot of times we don't want to, it's perpetuating the cycle of, well, I don't want to show you because I might be scared. Because there was a point in that hike where it said that the, the, the trail kind of um, changed. It went from an identified trail to yeah. now, even for me, I've done this before several different times, and I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm getting a little scared. My niece, she was like, I think it's time to go back. I'm getting a little scared. And I realized in my head, I'm thinking this too, like it's getting a little creepy in this part. But yeah. it said, um, I said, well, when you get scared like this, and it is something that I do, I'm like, you got to stomp. You got to like walk real hard so that all the things in the woods yeah. know you yeah. coming, and then they go the opposite way. So it's like me, her, and my nephew, and we stomping through the woods. All three, I'm sure my nephew probably wasn't that scared because he's pretty fearless. But me and her, like, both scared. But when we got on the other side, it was like, man, like, I learned something about myself. I was, that was the first time I was in a situation, I feel like, of, I don't know. But I, it wasn't, I was um, really transparent about that. And I think being, telling kids, I try that at least with my nieces and nephews to be transparent because yep. kids know more, way more than right. you think they know. Yep. And um, they can feel 
um, discomfort they can feel when we tense up, their sensors are more in tune with that. Uh, and so I think it's just really important to show them and be scared doing it, do it anyway. Y'all figure it out together, come up with a method together, which creates intimacy and bonding. There's so many different layers that can be put on top of that. So yeah, it doesn't have to be far. It doesn't have to be going to Egypt. <laughs> it can be going 15, 20 minutes away from your home, yeah, 10 exactly. minutes away from your home. So now, speaking of home, I only got a couple more questions for you. Um, oh, speaking of home, so you were in Washington, D.C. Uh, yeah. Now, now how, do you, how did the, the Tuck Project come about from that point? So my, my, uh, my brother died in 2009. Dang, sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> you know, that's life. And thank you, though. Yeah. Um, but so so my mom called me and asked me to, you know, move back south, you know, because, hey, you know, you're, you know, you're my only boy now and I need you close. I was right. like, I'm kind of liking this DC. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of liking this. But, um, <laughs> but you know, you, you only get one mom. Yeah. And I was like, you know, my baby called me to come home. So I moved to uh, Charlotte. Remember, yeah. um, so I moved to Charlotte, man, for you know a couple of years, and then I moved to um, to uh, San Diego for like for like one year, mm -hmm. and I got um, uh, my dad had caught uh, prostate cancer, so I moved back south, and um, so I was like, man, you know, while I'm home, man, I might as well just make myself useful, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so I saw, so like when I moved home, man, there was a lot of teachers. Um, you know, um, that I was friends with a lot of people that I grew up with who had, you know, who had, you know, became teachers, man, administrators. And they were like, listen, we know your story because we know you. So we need you to come talk to our kids. I'm like, me talk to your kids, bro. I don't know about that. Cause I ain't used to talking to kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't used to standing in front of nobody classroom talking like, because to me, when I was younger, like that was like super corny, like, man. <laughs> you, you old. You know what I'm saying, right. oh, bro? Like, go, bye, die. So, um, so I was like, all right, cool. So I would go here, I would go here, I would go there, and then my actual high school called me. It was like, listen, man, you know we we got some kids that we need to, you know, to, you know, kind of talk to. You. And what was scary was they were being told the exact same thing that I was told. Mm. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know, so I was laying in bed one day and I asked God, man, you know, you shoot, man, you know what I'm saying? Give me a vision of something. And he told me to man, start my own mentoring nonprofit, man. So I did that. And it was like, you know, like I said, it was designed to, you know, to, uh, let's say, solely help the guys that were, that were within my little neighborhood. Uh, but it just... Yeah, I mean, just you know, and just grew like wildfire, bro. You know what I'm saying? And next thing I know, you know, man, you know, shoot, man, we're in three different states. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, wow. but that's all God, man. You know, um, and that's that's just me going back to when I was that kid, man, sitting right in front of my guys' counselor, right, you know, right, you know, right next to my mom, being told that I'm not college material. And that's when the project started. Wow. wow. Yeah.
I have a question that um, it <laughs> for the people out there that have okay. So let me moment of transparency. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to. I've always mentored, and more right. recently, uh, so I've done Girl Scouts. I've done several different programs working with kids. And when I moved to Texas, I um, worked with the program for the after school lunch program at the library. And this was the first time that I had experienced these kids <laughs> going to your point. Uh -oh. Ooh, Lord. Yeah. Them kids told me, they. I mean, it, it is a trauma, actually. And oh, it needs to be in somebody's therapy session. Yeah, they, these kids, they, it, it's not for the faint at heart. And no. I'm not one to be faint at heart. But no. they found all the faint in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> like, and got... they really tore me down. And I haven't worked with the kids since. Except for my <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all left. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Like That was totally not what I was about to say. I know. I know. I'm okay. just saying. I'm just keeping it Let real. Me tell you. I love, I, I mean, exposure. I'm all here for all of that. Right. But I realized... Not even that, not realize what happened is you have to be, there has to be some kind of equally yoked matching. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily in, there was something I think, I think that there was something that was repelling the relationship because I am from the country. I, I have a different experience than a city underexposed experience right although i feel like i was equipped to find a bridge or create that bridge i found it difficult to connect because the kids just didn't want that they, they were it was a barrier and right. i know maybe it was just that set of kids right. but it really damaged me wow. <laughs> in a way and i love the kids like i really do but i ain't worked with them since so yes yes that's like mentoring is not for um you know it's not for everybody no it's not, not. For, and a lot of kids they actually run into that where they'll meet people for like two weeks and they'll get like you know like you know because you know how guys is like they they they, they, they like you know these fake mentors love to dog on take pictures with the kids and post it on social media. Mm -hmm. Mentoring the kids, mentoring, <laughs> mentor, right? And then the guy never hears from him again, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I knew it was for me when I knew that I'd do it for free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I woke up thinking about it, that's when I knew it was for me. Because mm -hmm. um, my dad was a lion, and his dad was even a bigger lion. Um, you know, so I feel like you know we we come from kings, yeah. so nothing scares me. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that they know they don't scare me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So well, these kids scared me. So Damn. when I run up on them, <laughs> don't like, run up I, on them now. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence, it he was said hard. when I run up on when I approach yeah, when I run up on him, because sometimes you kind of got to get a little. You do, you, you do. Know, you kind of got to get a little, you know. And I think they had more a little <laughs> than I had 
and they tried me. Like I, I was really you know? invested. I wanted to see them kids. Yeah. Like I really did. Let me, like, you, let me tell you. Let me tell you. A moment, a moment of clarity. A moment of transparency. And here's a tip um, for all my, you know, saying want to be future, you know, saying mentors, whatever. Listen, I. Since 2018, I probably lost about, uh, let's see, me and Mike counted a couple weeks ago, I probably lost about 45 young men. Mm. So it happened. To, no, due to their mother trying to make sexual, I mean, advances. Oh. Wow. Because they be single <laughs> mothers. that took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> that, but you know what he's saying has I mean, I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. You know, you're showing because the the kid is different now. When you're right. around, they're seeing a side of their child that they have never seen, never before. seen before. And you're Superman right. now. Right. Right. So now, now they texting past five o'clock. They texting at nine. Hey, we cooking tonight. Wink, wink. You know, if you wanna, you wanna come through. I'm like, yo. I'm like, nah. But I'm uh, good. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I'm good. So when you start kind of, uh, when you start to kind of uh, decline the offers, the kids start fading. Mm, and that's my which point. is mental health, people. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> that's a level of mental health. I say everything is mental health because I kind of believe a lot of things are. Yeah. But when you don't put things in the right perspective, right. that's an imbalance in your mental acuity. Right. So. Seeing someone, to your point, Rob, of now Superman has come and rectified my family, you right. now think of Superman as mate instead of Superman as mentor, and that was the role that he was supposed to play in your life, which is a there mental imbalance. And there if we don't get together, like, men and female, I mean, men and women, to really check ourselves and check our, our thinking, like, because it's skewed, and, and then we get mad. We don't get, we don't really assess it from a clear uh, level of thinking. So now you, you retract or you, right. you're embarrassed when, even if you do step over the, over a line, mm -hmm. you can still come back from that. And like, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I, I shouldn't have texted you so late, yeah. but still do what's best for your child. Instead, we, we retract, we get yeah. mad. We, we start turning into a lot of different things because yeah. we're not thinking clearly about the situation. Thanks. I'm telling you, I lost a ton of young men, and I would see him on the street sometimes. I'm like, man, what's up? He said, man, my own dudes, man, I don't know what that was about, man. She ain't really even explained to me, man. She just, she just, she just told me not to reach out no more. Wow. And I was like, wow. you know what I'm saying? And it's nothing that I did because nobody, no mother, no mother can say, no mother, no teacher, no administrator, no God's counselor can say that. Right, that I slept with them, not one. That's I mean, that's important. Mom and dad, great. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's my integrity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You don't want to bring mess into nobody's school. Yes. Right. You feel me? So I think that, that that's how my program grew by you know so coming to the school man being 100 with everybody. You know what I'm saying? And being silent about my work. I mean, but you know, saying so focusing on those young boys. Yeah. You know right. So now when a teacher calls, right, or now when a, you know, now when a, um, you know, now when a principal calls, you know, saying seeking, you know, because, you know, they, 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 they all cool with each other on the low. Yeah. Right. 
So they called and asked him, like, hey, have, you know, hey, have, you work with the Tuck Project? Like, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, he he is legit. I mean, he cool because I didn't bring no, no mess into their school. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of cats going there, man, they start sleeping with the doggone teachers and guys counts. And next thing you know, they out the door. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? Integrity. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up, man. Um, And, you know, we, we laugh and joke, y'all, about a lot of things in life. But, you know, when you know your purpose and you're operating in your purpose and you're doing something that impactful and that meaningful, you got to show restraint and self-control. And gotcha. that was a very, you know, I, I commend you because this is what a lot of people don't think about. They call, they use the term school community for a reason. These right. people do interact. They talk. They have Facebook groups. They live next to each okay. other. If you do something... Yeah, there it's gonna spread quick. <laughs> you might get passed around like a hot potato between them. Right. Like it, uh, I've heard some stuff, and this is not trying to talk down on anybody, but it'll have it'll have the opposite impact of what you came there for, for real. And now right. this noble cause that you have is forever tarnished because that is right. going to follow you. Because it's like, okay, are you here for the young men, or are you here trying to have fun? Like, what are you really doing? That could have derailed everything you had going. And I know it must have been really hard to see those young men, you know, uh, have to disconnect because of those type of situations. But I'm glad you you held firm and you stuck to your purpose and you did the right thing. Because, I, you know, because I came from that. You know, my, right. my mom had integrity. My dad had integrity. You know what I'm saying? And we were raised on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I stood on that, man. You know, proudly. You know what I'm saying? But I never just wanted, you know what I'm saying, wanted to, like, think about it, man. You, you go in this young man's home who, you know, so who you trying to help? You know, you sleeping with his mom. You know? Yeah. Like, don't even don't even sound right. That don't even sound right. You know what I'm saying? You know, but there's a lot of guys that actually do that, man. Coaches and all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my thing is, man, that's not how you last long. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, and my goal is to be here years and years and years and years from now. Mm-hmm. And like, my uncle taught me something a long time ago. The number one thing that you right that killed black men's careers is sex. Mm. That's the number one thing that kill our careers is sex. That's the scandals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. So I did not want to be a victim of that. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I always want to look back, right, 5, 10, 20 years from now, and I want, like, the teachers, the principals to say that, man, he always kept it 100. Yeah. You know I mean? No scandals, no nothing with us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got one last question for you. Uh, <laughs> we've been having a great time with you, man. I definitely appreciate you opening up the way that you have and being so transparent and sharing. Yes, some of those some of those intimate details that people out there who may be coming behind you to do something similar um they needed to hear those things but right. one thing that i've noticed man you've been through a lot of what most people consider tra- traumatic situations you've dealt with a lot of loss a lot of transitioning a lot of moving around and you're a black man in america and we mm-hmm. are under attack so right. one thing i want to ask you is one how are you feeling today and two where do you draw your strength? Like when you're home alone and you can finally sit down, relax and settle, and you're thinking about those things that you went through, what are you doing to keep yourself strong mentally? So, uh, number one, man, you know, I pretty much, you know, 
No, feeling good. Mother's Day was kind of hard for me on the low because mm-hmm. my, my mom died last year. Oh, man. Yeah, my, my mom died of COVID. And um, two days later, well, two two weeks later, my dad died. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Not found him dead, right? Like, mm-hmm. I walked in the house and, and I mean, right? So, um, it's been day to day. But I was raised by some strong, some super strong people, uh, so I can handle a lot for some reason. No, the, listen, man, don't even ask me how I can handle a lot. But I was just built for stuff like this, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but I also pray a lot, you know. And I think that you know Mother's Day was you know hard, um, but I had man just some shoot man phenomenal friends and family um, that's within my circle. That I, you know, you know, um, that I love dearly, who just showed up for your boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I needed him. And um, you know, I think that being around positive people like just, you know, you know, like like when you surround yourself with nothing but positivity, like that just can't help but help your mental psyche as well. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And we all go through things like, like you know, I, you know, I might cry like, like once every and two weeks or something like that, right? Thinking about you know my mom and dad still, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm still processing that, yeah, right. And um, but I'm way better than I was, right? So, so that to me is a positive thing. Um, but I work out a lot as well. You know, I run, I lift weights, man. I do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause that helps me mentally, mm-hmm. you know, you know, but not only mentally, um, um, but that helps me also, that also helps me, you know, saying physically, because listen, you can't be out helping people, man. If you got, you know, listen, man, your health is all you got. Yes. Your health is <laughs> all you got, brother. So you can't be out helping somebody else when, when, you know, saying your health sucks, you know, right. man, life sucks, right? Mm-hmm. right. You know, um, you know, you know, so I make sure I take care of my body. You know what I mean? And I think that's been able, like, that's how, like, that's helped me, man, to have, you know, uh, the stamina. You know what I mean? To kind of keep going. Um, but I credit my God and my family and my close friends that I, you know what I mean? Who, you know, who are my family. Um, they kind of get me going. I mean, day to day. But I also credit my mentees, right? Because um, I might have got like, man, man, shoot, man, fifteen texts on Mother's Day mm. from from my mentees that were like, hey, big, you know, big OG, we are, you know, we got you. you need anything? We got you. We ain't got no money. You know what I'm Mom, mom ain't give us no allowance this week. You know what I'm saying? But if you need to talk to something like that, you know, you know, you know, you know what I mean? But that right there within itself goes so far with me. You know right. what I'm saying? Because I've been, you know, trained to be hard my whole life. Because mm-hmm. my family come from nothing, you know what I'm saying, from nothing but farmers. Like my grandparents were farmers, right? Their parents were nothing but farmers, and their parents were, right, like, nothing but farmers. Um, so I come from just this, 
this dog on hardness um, that, I, that I'm kind of learning to kind of let go a little bit. And I don't have to be hard all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So when you experience death, that kind of take you through some things, you know. Um, but I credit my family and friends to kind of help me to allow me to to be weak at times. Right. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know what I mean? And, you know what I mean, talking about stuff like that more often, man, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, being, you know, being more transparent, like, right, like, you know, me talking to you guys, that's very therapeutic for me. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Part of the reason why we do this, man. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So, so that's been helping, man, but just my family, my God, man, my, my friends, and just my health, I like, that's been all I needed, man. Wow, man, that that was powerful, and thank you, thank you for sharing that, man. Thank you for sharing that, black men that are out there listening. It's all right, man. We ain't gotta be, we ain't gotta be these super hard dudes all the time. We feel nah. too, like we go through stuff, like we go through, we experience pain. But one of the things you said that sticks out to me that I always try to do is surround myself with positive people, man, who want the best for me, who can pour into me. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. Um, I got yeah. no more questions for you, Jessica. I have one question. I was going to ask you about your parents. Uh, what would you say has been the takeaway? Um, well, not the takeaway, because as parents, there's a thousand things. But one thing I'm learning um, in my own life with my grandmother, who is 92, yes. I'm savoring different. I'm saving savoring her. Yeah. in um a way because my presence i have realized that this is rare it's rare yeah. to have a grandparent that's 92 <laughs> and i don't want to take it for granted so i ask her questions like i'm talking to y'all and it's not uh a disrespectful but i'm asking her things from a woman of 92 mm-hmm. and me being a woman of 36 i want to really get the real i don't want to get the sugar-coated version so what are some things that you now even on the other side of that, savor from savored from your parents that you know you reflect on or bring you solace or bring you peace. One was their their commitment to um, to each other. Mm. My parents were married for uh, sixty years. Wow! <laughs> and that's why my dad died. Right. Broken heart. My dad was like, "Yo, I'm out of here, yo." Like, yo. Wow. My wife gone? Yo, yo, I'll holler at y'all boys, yo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but, so, their love for each other, man, and their commitment to each other, and their love for God. My dad was a Baptist preacher, man, for uh, for uh, 35 years. Mm. Wow. And, I'm yeah. a pre-K, too. Yeah. Okay. Pre-K. I'm not a pre-K. I'm PK. I'm a pre-K. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was not. This is gonna be in the bloopers somewhere. Ooh, I'm a pre K out here in these streets, but now, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just their hard work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they they always trained us to never beg for nothing, man. Go out, you know, right? Like, 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 like man, you want something? Go out, man, and just work for it. Put, you know what I'm saying? Just. You know what I'm saying? Go out there and put your all into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, God will help you out. You know, what I'm saying? in whatever way. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
but just you know them loving us and you know and just you know making sure that you know we treated people right you know what i'm saying and then um you know my my dad always said man never stab nobody in the back you know what i'm saying and you know be about your word and that's why that's how i've maintained so many of my friendships right because i've always done good by you know by you know my uh you know you know my um uh my friends and family you know um so i think that just me learning that you know from them and seeing their loyalty to each other you mm -hmm. know what i mean you know and you know you know shoot man watching my dad man and he, he just like morning after morning after morning you know waking up man going to work going to work going to work like my dad never called out Ooh. like sick and all he still want to work and that's my mentality you know i never call out mm -hmm. never call out like my boss be like, be like, literally, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, saying, please take off. Like, <laughs> like stop coming to work. Like, not, you're not going to take a week off or nothing? And I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because I like coming to work. Yeah. Right. You know, you because know, I love my job. Um, so, but, that, but that's what I got from them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for sharing. That is it for me. I think that this was an awesome interview. Your story is so inspiring. And Thank I'm glad that you took me up on the uh, offer to come on the show. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Boy, man, I'm humble. I mean, I'm honored. I mean, I yes. thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Uh, tell everyone how they can stay uh, updated with all of the Tuck Project, you, your project, because uh, we didn't even get into it, but uh, the SCSU Bulldog Report. Tell us, tell them how they can. So I have uh, two podcasts that I do, man. Um, um, so I have a podcast called uh, Com called um, Community Vibes, where we highlight special people, much like you guys do. Mm -hmm where, you know, we highlight people who are doing phenomenal things uh, within their respective communities. And I have the, uh, you know, the Bulldog Report um, that highlights, you know, special alumni um, mm -hmm. that went to South Carolina State University. Okay. And I, that right there. The, um, but you can follow me on, um, shoot, man, Facebook, man, Terrence, well, Terrence Tuck, Tucker, T-U-C-K, Tucker. Uh, you can follow me on the gram at Tuck Project. Mm -hmm. And then you can follow me on the gram at The Bulldog Report. And you can uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn at Terrence Tucker. Yes, awesome. sir. We'll have all of that in the description. Thank you again for joining yes. us, sir. I needed this laugh today. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's all. So... <laughs> Ladies good and gentlemen, lads, good energy, good inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all again for continuing to listen and support. We know you got some gems for this one. You're going to probably have to run this back. So, make sure you go out there, you be inspired. And if you are a mentor, I want you to step it up tomorrow. Don't Maybe. be like me. <laughs> y'all know where you can find us instagram fme underscore podcast on facebook from my experience podcast you can follow me personally complete spell with the k underscore vision jessica where can they find you you can find me on instagram at exposure and that's spelled e-x-p-o-z-h-e-r expose her 
uh, as well as jessicarenee.com. So. And your bread and butter? And my bread and butter. You can find me at Lash and Soul. And that's L-A-S-H-A-N-D-S-O-U-L. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, financially. And spiritually. And we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.